Hey guys, how you living? Good, good. So glad to hear that. I said that exact same way I think at the beginning of the episode. Oh well, old habits. So I'm hoarse a little bit, losing my voice. Um, hopefully I'll be able to make it through these gigs over the rest of the summer because early in the season to be struggling in the pipes. But anywho, um, this episode I gave my viewpoint of uh, things that you should or shouldn't say to someone having a panic attack and I, I continue and I probably I got sick of hearing myself say it um, just oh no this is my viewpoint no one else's but I feel that I have to say that that I, I'm only representing my viewpoints of uh, how I view panic attacks not anyone else's and I'm not projecting my feelings on anyone else I do want feedback from folks who have anxiety and I also want feedback from folks who don't have anxiety it, did this help at all uh, did you learn anything from this, or is there anything that I could have could have said differently or done differently? Please let me know. Don't be shy, because I promise I am not uh, I'm not as easily offended as some of the folks I talked about in uh, in this episode and some in episodes past. Well, that went on forever. I thought that was never going to end. <sighs> All right. So anyway, uh, this is the first in a series of, of uh, talks on anxiety and different mental health issues that we're going to be covering in the future, so be excited for that. going to have a lot of guests coming on in the next few weeks, so be excited for that. Um, the things that I told you to watch and listen to or listen to and watch this week were uh, Father John Misty, God's Favorite Customer, new album. Outcast, AT Aliens, old album in honor of uh, Atlanta's success against the Nationals in this past series, three or four from them, Roll Tribe, and the band, Rock of Ages, the band, the famous uh, Last Waltz uh, subjects, the band, Rock of Ages, great album. Watch Howard Stern on my next guest with David Letterman, Safe. And uh, featuring uh, Michael C. Hall, Dexter, um, and The Big Short. All three of these things are on Netflix. My, uh, the Big Short, Safe, Howard Stern on my next guest. Listen to Father John Misty, God's Favorite Customer, Outcast, AT Aliens, and the band Rock of Ages. Without further ado, here's episode number 30 of My Stuff Podcast. Enjoy, folks. guys how you living good 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 always i'm gonna say that probably exactly the same way at the very beginning of the episode as well which maybe some of the folks on the video will get to see who knows you know how it goes all right so um i'm a little hoarse we need to preserve the voice a little bit so this may not be as long of an episode as uh i would like but um one of the most successful episodes so far was the ask things that you shouldn't say to or ask a musician. And, um, uh, so my sister Sarah had this idea that maybe I could do an episode of things that people shouldn't say to folks who have like mental, mental health issues. And, uh, 
I posted on Facebook that I was maybe going to do a thing on anxiety a little bit. So the, uh, yeah, do doing, and, uh, I'm coming to a head and all this in a second, but, uh, uh, first off again, recycle your plastics, ladies and gentlemen. That's twice for those in video, once for those in audio. It's never enough, though. Never enough. Anyway, um, so I, I I posted on Facebook that I was going to be doing the uh, doing an episode geared towards anxiety, and I got a lot of hits, and um, it ended up doing uh, really well. And, and uh, I got a few messages back saying, "Hey, man." Um, uh, this person wants to, or, or, or I, I'm, I'm going to get all this. Um, so it seems to be a pretty, pretty, uh, popular topic amongst people on Facebook. And, uh, more than likely I'm going to be doing a set of these podcasts. Like these episodes is going to be, um, you know, I'm going to be doing the uh, the whole things that you shouldn't say to the mental health and diving into the human mind, as I've stated in the previous um, posts on the Facebook. Let me first off, before we go any further, and this and do that. Okay, I had to turn on the do not disturb on the old iPhone there so that we don't get bombarded with messages from Brian Jordan. All right. So, uh, like I said, we'll more than likely be doing several parts of this episode with guests. You guys remember brother Jeff Thomas, who was in episode number 18 and, um, his wife, Jen may be interested in doing, uh, doing a part, being a part of one of these episodes. Um, Alicia Brown, as I mentioned before, uh, her husband, Tyler made our cover art, brother Tyler Brown. Alicia is definitely wanting to be part of this cause she has bukus of research and information on mental health and how we deal with it in this country and, and, uh, all, all sorts of like psychological reasonings behind why people behave certain ways and that's going to be really really interesting so um uh and it's been tough here lately scheduling guests because sundays are usually my day off and i've been on lately on a lot of sundays i've actually got a gig tonight at garden city pier at eight thirty, so uh gotta be leaving here in about an hour and a half or so so uh going to be keeping this episode pretty short so I can get it all, all, uh, published and released. So, uh, there you go. Blue Ridge, Brian. Good to see you, homie. Um, uh, Brian Jordan up in the studio today. I hope I can divulge that information. I mean, you posted it on, uh, the, the, the Instagram, I believe, or the YouTube rather. Anyway, um, we are going to be going, moving more towards having guests over the summer. And, uh, I've, I've asked a few people who are already on board and I'm trying to get a good, uh, maybe have, uh, one or two guests a month. Brother Graham Dickinson is doing a series of web shorts and I think he'd be good to have on here. Me and Smitty have been having some good talks on the way to and from gigs. He's going to be back on in a, uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, Seth, brother Seth Scalaro, who hosts Trivia and Mellow Mushroom on Thursdays, is interested. 
Um, I know that uh, who knows, but who knows, but me and Noah Byrne have been talking back and forth about um, certain things lately. So there may be a resurgence of Sunset Grill episodes coming your way soon. So, uh, yeah, there is uh, looking forward to all this over the next few months. Uh, and you should be, too. So there's that. All right. So this talk was inspired by my uh, awesome sister, Sarah, who uh, should also be here for an episode uh, down at the sunset. Tell them about it, Brian Jordan. Um, Sarah should also be here for an episode because she's come up with a a lot of really good ideas for um, for episodes so far. And she's she's a, a listener as well. So. She came up for the idea for um, for this episode, which is a very large can of worms. And this episode is probably not even going to get the can opener out of the drawer uh, as far as this can of worms goes. But in this day and age where people are offended by everything and everybody has to sort of watch what they say around everybody because you never know who you're going to offend... You have to watch what you say. In some, in most cases, like I would, you like your racial slurs or your just genitive or, or genitive, general negative, uh, like your general negative comments or whatever. You can pretty much usually, in most cases, use common sense to tell you what you can and can't say to somebody. I mean. We all have a brain, and most of us have a filter. Some of us don't. I'm not very good at the filter thing, which um, makes it, honestly, if you ask me, a little easier to sort of change your uh, your mental makeup, if you will, because uh, if everything that comes in your mind is going to come out of your mouth, you may as well clean up your mind so you don't have to worry about anything negative falling out, if you catch my drift. Drift. Did you hear how I said that? Like like a typhon? Sup, guys? <laughs> uh, Seenoff offended somebody who has a lisp. I apologize for my ignorance on this situation. See, welcome to 2018, folks. All right. Anyway, so you have to watch what you say. And like I said, in most cases, these racial slurs or any insensitive banter really uh, takes nothing more than a common sense to to not offend anybody really. And I hear a lot of folks out there saying, fuck their feelings, snowflake, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I, listen, I don't like where the country's at no more than you do. Okay. I, I don't like where the country's at no more than you do, but we're in a different world now. Like it's, we, we got to deal with this. We got to find a way to deal with this. Like, I mean, adjusting to new situations is difficult and I'll be the first to admit that I am the world's worst to adjusting to new situations. I hate it. It's the worst thing ever. I'm not a fan of, of change. I I like for things to say to stay the same. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Ron Swanson. I don't enjoy things when they change a lot. So there's that. I, I I'm, I'm the world's worst when it comes to this, but when you're in this situation, you, 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 you're sort of forced to, or else you're the odd person out. And there's nothing wrong with being the odd man out, but 
sometimes it's probably better to to be the kind of person who can get along with just about anybody around them. So, um, there's this rabbi who tells this story about a lobster. <laughs> so now we're getting to the interesting part, right? So, like I say, adjusting to new situations is difficult and it's uncomfortable. So there's this rabbi who tells this story about a lobster who says the lobster grows into this shell. Well, then the shell gets too tight and it gets uncomfortable and it gets, uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't like where it is. So it sheds this shell because the shell's too tight and it got uncomfortable and it grew a new shell. And then after it grew into this new shell and it started to grow even more, this next shell got tight and uncomfortable. So it shed that shell and grew a new one uh, process. However, many times over this happens over a lobster's lifetime. Now the rabbi made the analogy that if this lobster had never felt that bit of uncomfort discomfort or pain or whatever it was that it felt, it would have never shed that shell and it would have never gotten to the next level of, and you get what I mean, the analogy and being that if we don't take these moments of discomfort and where uh, maybe we're not as comfortable as we'd like to be or we're offended by something that somebody else is doing. And I love how a lot of the people who were uh, bitching about the snowflake side of, uh, of people, which I don't side with either of these. I'm totally in the middle. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't fucks with that. Uh, anyway, um, I, I, I totally hear a lot of these people saying, Oh, well, well you go over somewhere else and be offended. Well, the fact that the fact that people are t- taking up arms on this whole, I heard about a lot of people, uh, in, in Virginia beach or whatever, um, were hanging like Confederate flags across the, the overpass on the interstate as people were headed to bike week and, and shit like that, or, or, or maybe North Carolina it was, I'm not sure it's somewhere nearby. And I just feel like, is that not coming from the same thing that you're speaking out against? And, and, and just like this old point that I always try to make, like how everybody on the extreme right and extreme left are all basically the same. And me and Smitty talked about that last night and I'm getting a little off, off base here and I'm sorry for that, but, uh, that, you know how these things go. Um, so anyway, the, the whole situation of adjusting to new situations and dealing with changes in the world around you is something that we all have to learn how to do, whether we like it or not. It's just something that has to be done. Um, recycle your plastics. Goodness, I am hoarse. These next two gigs are going to be rough, man. Going to be doing a lot of low songs. Um, Yes, I get, I keep getting off track. I'm sorry for that. Okay. So going back to this story about the, the rabbi and the lobster, the, uh, we are this lobster. These situations that are around us are making us uncomfortable and whether these people want to admit it or not, 
just because you are supporting the right and not the left doesn't mean that you also don't get offended and take up arms in your keyboards and your iPhones and go to Facebook and talk about your issues and how you feel about them. So uh, basically, uh, these folks are cut from the same cloth and they don't know they they're I guess they're too caught up in their own feelings to see that, but that that's uh that's that point is an innocent bystander to the actual point we're trying to make here. So anyway, you, we have to follow nature in this situation. Use this discomfort as a chance to grow. There are going to be certain things that someone might say to someone who has actual anxiety that they have no clue shouldn't be said. Now, I'm calling this episode the first five things because we're obviously going to be doing several more of these with guests who will give their input on these things. So this first one is going to be my personal five things that uh, maybe shouldn't be said to someone like me during a panic attack or just for me personally, I'm not saying someone like me, just I'm saying five things for me. Those of you out there who have actual anxiety, I'm going to be sharing all of this on Facebook over the next couple days. Be honest with me about, uh, if, if you, uh, agree or disagree with any of the things that I'm saying should and shouldn't be said, or, um, Give 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 your ideas as well, and and obviously this is going to be like I keep saying a reoccurring thing. So if you want to be a part of this, get up with me, and we'll we'll uh, we'll have you on an episode. All right. So number one thing that you shouldn't say to someone having a panic attack, from my point of view, is yeah, I get nervous sometimes too. And I get it. I get people getting nervous and shit, but nervous is to anxiety what crushed ice is to an iceberg. Like, it's it's just, it's hard to compare, or, or how crushed ice is to an ice machine. That's actually probably a better analogy. Nervous is a piece of ice. Anxiety is the ice machine continuously dumping nervous onto a person. And uh, I may have mentioned before that I never had anxiety at all until I started drinking heavily is, is about the time that I can go like pinpoint when it started happening, I became dependent on, on something I didn't realize I was dependent upon. And, um, and I'm not saying that this is the only way that somebody can, can come across anxiety. I'm just saying that this was my culprit, you know, the, the whole, uh, drinking too much thing. But the first time I had one was at Bubba's love shack before a gig. And, I didn't know what was happening. I was freaking out and I was breathing heavy and I had no clue what was going on. I thought I was having a heart attack. Well, 
Adam Justice noticed it immediately, and he said, you're having a panic attack. And I I had no... I had no idea what was going on. I, I really didn't know what to do. I, I was literally losing my shit. And when Adam Justice really, he, he said, all right, what you're, you're having a panic attack. And anybody who knows Adam Justice knows that's the, all the help that I got was like, hey, man, you're, you're having one of these things that I talk about all the time. That's the worst thing that I've ever felt in my life. Good luck. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. But thankfully, I I calmed down a little bit later, and I I ended up uh, having the gig, and we ended up doing we ended up doing the gig, and I was flipping out, couldn't figure out what was going on, and it was literally like I thought I was having a fucking heart attack. So I've already gone through that before. I'm not spending any more time on that. But I never felt anything like it. The world was wrong. Nothing could ever be right again. So don't ever compare being nervous to having anxiety because it's literally uh, fucking mountains to anthills uh, difference. But um, number two thing to not say, R.I.P. Brother Shaggy. I got looking at a picture of him in my refrigerator right now. I still got... Brother Shaggy on the refrigerator from his uh, uh, his um, celebration of life. He used to always go around saying, stop being such a little bitch. And I hear you, homie. When someone's having a panic attack, I would say the number two thing to not say to someone is stop being a little bitch. I once thought that this was um, an acceptable response to some, to this occasion. Uh, I, I have said this before to Adam Justice while he was telling me he was having one, and I was I hadn't had one yet. I didn't know what it felt like. I didn't know how serious and real this shit was. So, uh, like I said, R.I.P. Shaggy. But maybe in the case of somebody having a panic attack, it's probably not the best idea to to tell them to to stop being a little bitch. And I would say that 90% of the folks who have never had anxiety will use those words. Like 90% of the people who have never had had, had a panic attack or had legitimate anxiety issues will be will say, "Oh, well they're just being a little bitch." They're just, "Oh, he was freaking out because uh, blah, blah. I'm going to use Adam justice. I'm sorry, Adam. Love you. Mean it. He, oh, he was freaking out because he couldn't sit in the front seat and he had a panic attack, which is real, by the way, <laughs> he was flipping out because he couldn't sit in the front seat and he was having a panic attack. Oh, he was just being a little bitch. Uh, oh, he's just being a little bitch. And I, and I 100%, if you're hearing that he couldn't sit in the front seat and he, he, he was freaking out and he, had a panic attack that sounds like somebody being a little bitch and of course adam's kind of a bitch but we all kind of are in in our own way and obviously i'm saying this into youtube like i would say it adam anyway because i have and we, we we know this but still i understand now after i've had a panic attack that sometimes it's not just him being a bitch or it's like a diva or whatever or or whatever you princess, whatever you want to call it. It's not any of that. It is legit. Like the world is wrong and won't be right. So once again, 
Number two thing not to say to someone having a panic attack, stop being such a little bitch. R.I.P. Shaggy. Love you, brother. One for the homie. I'm not dumping water out into my floor, but R.I.P., brother. Recycle your plastics. This gig's going to be ridiculous without a voice. <laughs> GC Pier tonight, ladies and gentlemen, brother. GT Grub on the scene. Oh, man, they've, they've uh, redone the Garden City Pier. It's fucking awesome up there. You guys should come check it out tonight from 830 to 1130, baby. Keeping it groovy on the tops. <laughs> on the top of the hour, baby. The eights on the eights. Okay, number three thing you shouldn't say to someone having a panic attack. Why is this happening? Usually, during a panic attack, we can, I can't process thoughts. Thoughts aren't processing well. So adding another question on top of all of the other things that are going on, like there's a, a – imagine – Imagine a panic attack for someone who's never had one before as being, and I'm going to try to throw in as many analogies as I can into this uh, episode so that maybe people will understand this better if they've never had one. Imagine it as a dump truck full of questions that have no answers. One more question on top of all that is just... uh, the proverbial terrible icing on top of the worst cake ever baked. And, oh, that was good. Writing that one down. <laughs> but it's recorded. hey It's like 2018's version of writing it down is just record, right? Anyway, uh, yeah. So why is this happening is not something that we're going to be able to, uh, is not something we're going to be able to answer Right at that moment. Now, if this thing happens in public and where people can actually witness us having this panic attack, we're already going to explain ourselves at the end of this anyway, because we don't want people to think we're a crazy person. You know, we, we want to be like, okay, this happened. This happened. I, I was, uh, my, my mind wasn't working right at that time. Like I, you know, we're obviously we're self-conscious about how we're viewed after this thing takes place. So we're going to want to make sure that people understand that we're not psychos. We want to give you an explanation of why that happened. So why is this happening? Just give it a minute. We're going to tell you anyway. All right. Number four, it's all in your head. Well, no shit. There's nothing better. There's nothing better to tell a person that's having a mini mental breakdown that they're crazy because whether you're saying that or not, just it's all in your head is when we're in this, when we're in this panic attack mode and we're literally not thinking clearly, our brains are not functioning the way that they should be. Whenever that's going on and whenever that's happening, we are hearing everything that you say with a negative tone just about. And I, and I say that me from, and I, as I've said, this is my, uh, from my viewpoint, it may be different from other folks who have anxiety. I'm just talking about, uh, from the viewpoint of my anxiety. 
So like, yeah, it's all in my head, but whenever you say it's all in your head, from my viewpoint, I'm seeing a quote unquote normal person looking at a quote unquote crazy person saying I'm normal and you're not, I'm normal and you're crazy. I'm in the same situation standing next to you right now, and I'm not reacting like you're reacting, so I'm normal and you're crazy. And I know that's not what you're saying, but I can assure you that that's what we hear. Or I I keep saying we, and I should say I. That's what I hear whenever this situation goes on and and, uh, it's it's all in your head. Well, yeah, I know it's all in my head, but... (sighs) Of course it's all in your head, Harry. Why does that mean it's not real? Dumbledore, tell him, Albus. <laughs> but but seriously, yes, we understand that it's all in our head, but we don't need uh we don't need you uh making us feel like we're a crazy person cuz no doubt that's what we that's what we feel like. So All right. Number 5 don't tell me about the time you had a panic attack and what caused it. If I'm in the middle of a panic attack, don't sit there and say, Oh man, I, I had one the other day, man. It was, it was bad, dude. I woke up in the middle of the night. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't catch my breath. And, and as you're saying, all of these words is actually happening to us and it's intensifying our situation. And, it uh, doesn't help at all, and it allows us to project ourselves into your situation, uh, all resulting in a huge volcano of anxiety. And you may think you're reaching common ground with a person, telling a story of common interest that, oh, you're having a panic attack. It's usually people's immediate response to say, Oh, I I have had something like this similar happen to me, so I can relate to you. Well, when a person is having a panic attack, they're literally unstable at that point. And this is, in our minds, just a one-up situation on your behalf. It's like, okay, I'm having a panic attack, so you're trying to one-up me with your panic attack? So, like I said, we're mentally unstable at this point, and anything that can be misunderstood will be misunderstood. I can assure you of that, that we are on a heightened sense of awareness, and no matter what you say, we're going to be putting it through a few more filters at that time than it would normally go through because anxiety ups your, and for me, like I continue to say for me, it continues to up your amount of, uh, mental situations, if that makes any sense, like for like your, imagine it like a, a Google Chrome bar on, on your computer and anxiety just continues to open tabs. It continues to open tabs, henceforth slowing down all of the rest of the, all the other websites, which is, I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to throw as many analogies in here as I can to get people who don't know this to understand better. But imagine like that, continuously opening up tabs and not being able to uh, not being able to shut that down and not being able to stop that at all. That it's just an overload of your brain. Like you, you just you're just uh, you're done and you're you're mentally unstable at that point. So 
anything that you're you're gonna say is gonna be thrown through uh as many filters as you have at that point because instead of being able to mentally organize something and say, okay, well, this thought usually goes through these filters, it's going through all of them. So anything that you're going to say is going to be misunderstood at that point. So heads up. Just be very, very careful when someone's having a panic attack at how you handle that. Now, some things that I think would help if you ever have to calm somebody down having an having an attack is just literally be with them just literally be there uh, there you go some little turkey sandwich just literally be with them tell them they got this tell them they're capable of conquering this situation in their brain empower them give them the strength that they're obviously lacking in a positive way, like erase all negativity. Because by all means, if you're close, by all means, if you're close, like me and Adam and Smitty, after all this calms down, say, yeah, stop being a little bitch. Break up the tension a little bit with with laughter as much as you can. Like after it, after something that intense occurs, it's good to break the tension after but just be be careful how you do it and just try to i don't know try obviously if you hang out with somebody more than a couple times you're going to basically know them you'll know what they're about and what they what they uh what their strengths and weaknesses are and what they like and don't like literally just try to adapt to that person the best that you can without being one overbearing <clears throat> excuse me and two don't try to fix their situation because a, a panic attack is something that is once again, this word's coming up unstable. It's very unstable. You don't know how it's going to affect somebody and you trying to help could intensify a situation. So literally just being there with somebody is from my viewpoint, maybe uh, one of the better things that you could do. So, um, anyway, this is a, this is a short episode. Like I said, um, actually, I don't know. I've been trying to keep these things around a half hour. So this may be normal. Um, I, uh, am going to be bringing in a few other people who are going to continue these talks. So, um, there will more than likely be a second, third, fourth, fifth, who knows how many, uh, things, uh, the first, the second five things you shouldn't say to someone having a panic attack, maybe more than five. These conversations could go on for hours, and I am 100% on board with that. But uh, these are just five things that I think, personally, uh, people shouldn't say to at least people having anxiety. And by all means, folks out there, give me feedback on what... Uh, what you guys think about these things or what you guys think about uh, how accurate these things are that you should and shouldn't do. So anyway, there's that. So things to listen to and watch from this episode. 
Father John Misty had a new album that I got yesterday called God's Favorite Customer. It is a very, very good record. He shouts out Jason Isbell in one of his songs, Mr. Tillman. Outcast, AT Aliens, in honor of Charlie Culberson with a walk-off hit today against the Nationals. Taking three out of four in that series with them. AT Aliens, the original which it should be called Stank On Your Dome instead of Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I don't like that. Stank On Your Dome. I'm going to still call it Stank On Your Dome. The uh, Falcon Stadium. Outcast AT Aliens. The band Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages is a live show, and it has a very, very, very good horn uh, arrangement on this album. It's awesome. Check it out. The band. So, Father John Misty, God's favorite customer, Outcast, AT Aliens, and the band, Rock of Ages. Watch Howard Stern's episode on my next guest. I watched that the other day. It was very good. And Howard Stern is a lot like a bunch of people I know personally, which is very funny. And I think he'd be a lot like a lot of people you know personally. So, you should watch just to see safe on netflix featuring michael c hall from dexter who's got this new show and i haven't started it yet but i've heard all the good things so check that out and i may have said this movie before but i watched it again uh the other night and it's so good that everybody should watch it twice the big short watch the big short it's really awesome check that out um yeah that's all i got for you today happy sunday Hope you guys have a wonderful week. I'll see you again on Wednesday with um, another episode. We may be doing uh, the second five things you shouldn't say to someone having a panic attack on Wednesday. Who knows? Depends on whether we get a guest lined up or not. I'm probably not going to be doing another one of these alone because I've already given my take on this. I I want someone else's next. So, um, yeah, there's that. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Really appreciate you. We finished the week in double digits. That is a huge deal. Thank you guys so much for listening. It truly means a lot. Leave us reviews on the iTunes and on the Podomatic. Leave us reviews so that uh, I can begin to get ratings from iTunes. That uh, iTunes doesn't give you certain ratings until... You have X amount of reviews or whatever, so there's that. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Go to our GoFundMe. Hook us up with uh, hook us up with some dollars. We gonna make this thing a whole shitload better for you. So do that. Love you. Mean it. Get yourself on the producer list. Peace, bitches.